Amanda and Barron, and we are back again with Kicking Cancer Cares, and our second sponsor of this half is Marianne McNally. She is a residential real estate specialist with Next Home Realty Connection. Uh, If you are looking to buy a home or sell a home, she is definitely your go-to girl. Give her a phone call at 503-409-4389, and please make sure to keep her in your prayers as she's currently going through her own battle as well. Yeah. Do we have an update on her? I mean, I guess you'll let us know. Yeah, I don't have an update since the last yeah. one. Uh, I did see Waiting her in the recently, results. and she she looks like she's a good spirits. I tell That's you, what, great. I do want to do this on a future show. I'm reading the book that about her dad. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, what a great book. So. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Okay. So, do you remember the quote I told you right before the commercial break? No. What, so it's the, the and I I saw Devin nodding yes. So you've heard of the Hippocratic Oath? Oh yes. Yeah. My yes, wife's yes. a nurse, so I know. A oh, bit about it. Yeah. yeah, I didn't, I didn't realize. Right. So, so since your wife's a nurse, so what exactly, from your perspective, what is the Hippocratic Oath? Uh, from what I know, it's just the oath that they take that says they're going to do right by each patient in their best interest, not in the best interest of the facility or the person treating that patient. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which I think is intriguing when we get into this whole discussion. That they're to do what's best for the patient, not what's best for the facility. Yeah. Right? So if I take you just a little bit, little bit back here in the book, <clears throat> um, a study was published in 2015 reported that giving chemotherapy to end-stage cancer patients with fewer than six months to live did not improve their survival or their quality of life. So we talk about quantity of life versus quality of life. Right. Except... It's it's they've got less than six months to live, so it's the end stage cancer patients with who have six months to live. They're giving them chemotherapy. It didn't improve their survival or their quality of life. The sickest patients had no benefit, and those who weren't as sick suffered more. I was yeah, mm-hmm. I would imagine. So you make it feel worse. Yeah, the patients who opted out of chemo lived just as long and had better quality of life than those who took chemo. Mm-hmm. The reason I wanted to bring this up is when I <clears throat> when I first met Devin and we began having conversations a couple of years ago about what he does with Satan Audiology, he brought up an article that he had put in a newsletter, and I think you may have brought a copy. Yeah. Um, so do you want to go into a little bit about how kicking cancer and Satan Audiology kind of linked up here? Yeah. Um, it was a few years back at a networking uh, group, and we were trying to figure out how we could best work together. And I had, like you said, just recently written a blog on the effects, uh, not side effects, but the effects of cancer treatment and hearing loss. And I said, hey, Baron, did, you know, have you heard that people going through chemo or people taking certain drugs uh, experience hearing loss? And you did not. And I did not know that. We had a great conversation about it. And, I, and Victoria Shin, yeah. who you know... I don't know. Do you know Victoria Shin? I don't. So Victoria is a vice president at U.S. Bank. She, she, statistically, she is an anomaly. She should not have beat her cancer, but she did. And I told her what you had just told me, and she's like, they didn't tell me that. <laughs> yeah. Because what I told her was that you should get a, you should get your hearing test so you have a baseline. Yeah. So go into that whole hearing test baseline Yeah, definitely. So a lot of people associate hearing loss with just being old. As you get old, uh, older, your eyes start to, you know, your vision starts to go, your hearing starts to go. Um, But there's actually a lot of other causes 
two hearing loss, and one of those is chemotherapy. And before beginning any type of cancer treatment, it is always a good idea to get what we call a baseline. And that is an understanding of where your hearing is prior to starting any of your treatments. That way, as you go through these treatments, you can go back and update the hearing test to see if you are having any sort of hearing loss because the radiation can cause nerve damage within the ears. And a lot of times it will lead to tinnitus, which is constant ringing in the ears or a swooshing, uh, just noise that never really goes away. So not only now are you having to go through chemo, having cancer, now you have this obnoxious sound that you can't get rid of or is hard to mask, um, but it can also cause hearing loss in either one or both of your ears. Out of curiosity, if if I go in, and so I, and again, I want to be clear, we're not judging people. If you want to go the chemo route, then that's your decision. Yes. We just want to give you some education. But uh, so I've made the decision. I'm going to go in the, chemo, in the chemo route. And I've listened to this show, and I'm like, oh, I need to go find Devin. So I sit down with Devin, and we do a hearing test, and we determine my baseline. And I'm three months into the chemo, and I do a second test, and we see a change. So mm-hmm. my hearing's getting worse because we can now show a baseline and a decrease. Can we use that information to tell insurance they have to pay for the hearing aids? You can. A lot of times that helps. We've had patients that have come in that have had a baseline done for other reasons that have been in car accidents, and they were able to take the new hearing test post-car accident because an airbag deploying is around the same sound as a gunshot or a shotgun shot. So you could imagine how close you are to your steering wheel, having that go off amongst other things. And they can actually take that and get insurance to cover the cost of their hearing aids. But without the baseline, you can't prove that that's what caused the hearing loss. Exactly. So how often do you have to have a baseline? The biggest... um, Or what's like, you know, is it, well, well, that was a year ago, so that doesn't count, or... That was like three years ago, so you're still in the clear. Yeah, so before the age of 50, we recommend about every two to four years, um, which people think is a little excessive. But if you think about it, you're getting a physical about that same time. Mm -hmm. So roughly the same amount of time that you would get a physical, it's not a bad idea just to go in and get your hearing checked and have a hearing test done. Okay. Okay, that's news to me because I just had my eyes checked about two but, weeks ago. But not I have hearing. I have never had my hearing tested. That's yeah. I, maybe I should come see you. You should. <laughs> I have, I've never. Well, and my father worked for the railroad his whole life, mm-hmm. and he worked for the railroad in the '60s and '70s when they didn't really force them to put you know any kind of hearing protection in. And my dad's got some pretty bad hearing loss. You played golf with my dad. You know he's got some pretty bad hearing loss. <laughs> what? I know no, my just... dad's in his 80s now, but. No one said you have to protect your ears in the 70s when dad was working for the railroad, right? And so now in his 80s, he's got some hearing loss. Mm -hmm. Well, in doing stuff like that, like just getting a baseline for your hearing test, that goes along with self-care. And I think self-care is pretty stinking big, especially to me right now. I mean, we're only getting older and life goes by really quick. Really quick, yeah. I mean, you snap your fingers and it's like, where did the last 10 years go? Yeah. So uh, I think it's important to do stuff like that, absolutely. 
So you, um, so there's a few of the drugs that you had on that article, and I don't know that I would even pronounce them correctly. So maybe you can just mention those. So if some of the listeners are doing those drugs, I'm sure. not going to try. I want to see you try, Barry. I'm not going to try. Give them well, the list. They, they were in this book. I didn't try. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, I am not a doctor uh, or an audiologist. Um, You're I a just, marketer. I just play one at the. <laughs> no, um, so I will do my best to pronounce these, but uh, a lot of times with radiation therapies, um, you're looking at, let me find them here, uh, to do things like cisplatan, I know is one. Um, another one is, and of course, I had them all highlighted. And I didn't but, warn you, I'm sorry. No worries. I, I love just being put on the spot. Ototoxic drugs, more specifically. So we're looking at cisplatan, carb, carboplatan um, are usually two of the main chemo ones. Um, those are the conventional chemotherapy medications that can cause the nerve damage and the ringing in the ears. And then you can also get into like the radiation therapies which uh, some people tend to experience little to no effects of hearing loss from those, um, whereas other people seem to have more drastic. So it's kind of a case-by-case -case basis on those. We do see more common through the chemo route. And then other medications, uh, erythromycin, neomycin, gentamicin, streptomycin, which are also often used to just treat your basic infections. Those used in high amounts can cause hearing damage. NSAIDs. So you're, you're talking about things like ibuprofen, uh, naproxen, which is a leave. Um, oh. Taking too much of those in high amounts can cause that. Medications that are used to regulate blood pressure, uh, metroprolol or leprosol. Um, Anti-nausea medications, including promethazine. So all of these things have, like we talked about, not just side effects, but these are effects yeah. of the drug. Wow. And I th I'm glad you said it that way because there's a difference between something having an effect and a side effect. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. These, these are known direct effects from these things. Yeah. The other thing that I thought was so amazing when I began to connect the dots, who started Sadomaudiology? What's the, who's the, the founder so that was um, my boss's father who would, gosh, uh, Scott and Leslie are the current owners. It was Norman, Joanne, Frink. But they're related to Michael Brown, aren't they? Yes. So that is Scott's wife, Lenice. That is his, her uh, brother. So Scott's brother-in-law. Okay. So you've met Michael Brown. Yeah. And you've met Bill Brown. Yeah. And after meeting Devin and having this whole conversation with Bill, he's like, well, that's where Michael gets his hearing aids. Mm -hmm. Well, and Michael doesn't have hearing aids. Michael has co cochlear. Co cochlear implant. Do you know the difference? I do not. I'll let you tell her. <laughs> so cochlear implant is physically attached to um, the base of the, of the skull, essentially. Oh. And it works in a slightly different way where a hearing aid... Uh, receives the signal and then in turn, a lot, in turn uh, turns the signal into something that your brain can understand. Uh, cochlear implant does that in a slightly different way as it's connected to the back of your head. Wow. Yeah. So that's surgically, surgically put in? Yes. Wow. Okay. So in Michael's case, to get the cancer out of his brain, the radiation killed the nerves right. inside of his ears. Yep. Right? Mm -hmm. um, but the kid survives. Yes. Now he's yes. in his 30s. Which so, is such an amazing story by itself. Yeah. 
So is that why he got those types of hearing aids is because there was no hope for the traditional hearing aids to to possibly work because everything had gotten burned? Essentially, yes. Okay. And and what's funny is the first year that I did the polar plunge, Michael and Bill did it with me because we were jumping for Michael, right? Yeah. So he takes those off because he doesn't want to get them wet. Mm -hmm. So he is completely deaf Mm -hmm. from the moment he gets out to jump in the water until we got back into the changing area. So his dad is guiding him because he can't hear anything. Yeah. Until he got in to get his clothes changed. How cool, though, that there is a hearing aid out there that can work like that if the traditionals is not an option. Yeah. That's really powerful. So if I understood you correctly, what Michael has actually takes waves and then kind of goes on the bone and then makes the brain understand it, where the other one inside the ear is changing the wavelength? Essentially, yeah. So a hearing aid receives the signal. Um, we actually hear with our brains, not our ears. And so think of it as almost like an encryption. And as that comes in, the hearing aid is not only amplifying that, but it's relaying it into a signal that your brain now understands. Okay. Crazy. Isn't that wild? Yeah. 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 It's cra- The body is a very uh, amazing, mysterious yeah. thing. It's, it's really interesting to play golf with Michael. He actually loves loves golf. He'll oh, be, yeah. He'll be playing our golf tournament, which we're going to talk about here in a minute. But um, when I'm playing with him, I, he, he turns his head because I think he can hear better out of one side than the other. Okay. And obviously, he's reading lips, too. Right. Yes. But I've now figured out when I'm talking to him, stay towards one side, not the other, because he can hear better on one side than the other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Adjust to him. Yes, yeah. exactly. Okay. Well, the other thing that I thought would be fun to talk about, and we've talked about... We have a phrase, it's called the why that makes you cry. Yeah. There's, a, there's a reason that people I keep meeting get involved with kicking cancer. Yeah. Now, initially, Devin and I were in a networking group together, and we wanted to figure out how we could help those businesses. And he was the, the very first golf tournament director. You were there the second tournament. Yeah. That was awesome, We did by our way. third tournament, you know, and then, then you called me out of the blue mm-hmm. with a request. Do you want to talk about the request? <laughs> yeah. Um, so a friend of mine and, and a really good friend, close friend of my father-in-law's, um, found out that he had stage four pancreatic cancer. And has. Has. I'm sorry. I was going to say has. has. Let's not That's say has. Sorry. Not yet. Not yes. yet. Nope. Sorry. Has. Yes. Has. And it was, it was a really wild string of events on how it all unfolded. He went to his primary care doctor and just said he wasn't feeling quite right. So they did some tests and some different things and basically sent him on his way, said, you're fine. Uh, they had a family friend that said that was a, either a nurse or a doctor and said, hey, this sounds a lot like it could be some sort of cancer. Um, go get another opinion. So he went back, saw a different doctor. They said about the same thing. Um, what what symptoms was he having? That, I, I don't recall like exactly. Like stomach issues? I, I don't remember. Um, this was about six months ago. Okay. And they said, no, you, you really need to go go get a, a different opinion from a different location. So they went up to OHSU, uh, basically paid out of pocket, got more tests done, got some blood work done, uh, imaging, things like that. And that's when they indeed found out you have cancer. And this would have been about April wow. of this year. Stage four pancreatic cancer to yeah. be turned away by two doctors at your own place and have to go farther away, pay out of pocket because the doctors just basically ignored. Yeah. Well, and, and again, I don't know the doctors. I don't know the situation. I'm not sure if they ignored, but they weren't, 
they weren't seeing what was potentially a problem. Mm-hmm. They weren't. They weren't listening. The thing I like about Dean Yeager when he called in, so Dean was a doctor in Staten, mm-hmm. and Dean knew that if there was a problem, pain in your shoulder, it might be your knee causing the pain. And so yep. he would ask questions, and they're not asking enough questions. Mm-hmm. To go, oh, that's just a stomach issue. Go home. Yeah. <laughs> like this is worse than a stomach yeah. issue. Well, and the bigger deal, and and I'm and I'm glad that we stopped. Uh, so your friend's name is Jason Mowry. Um, he is. He still is. With, so this yes. Had he yes. has. Okay. How old is he? Uh, Forty-two years young. Forty-two years young. Okay. And two little kids. Two kids, uh, a wife. Yep. So right now we're in August, mm-hmm. which is the third quarter. Jason is our third quarter go team. Okay, so it's that's awesome. It's go team Jason. Yes. And uh, so when Devin came, I said, well, this is how go teams work and whether the most successful, we work together, blah, blah, blah. And I told him the whole process. I said, so so go back first, go back to Jason and his wife, make sure they're okay with this, which they were. I said, okay, now what are we going to do? And his wife said, well, he likes to play golf. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have one more golf tournament. <laughs> yes. And we're playing golf in October. Okay. Just for Jason. That's awesome. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, and and I not that the listeners can see, but I'm wearing purple today because mm-hmm. pancreatic cancer is purple. Yeah, and we're gonna redesign this shirt a little bit, and down here it's gonna say just for Jason. Okay. And shoulder blade to shoulder just blade, for Jason. it's gonna say Pacific Stair, which is where Jason works. Pacific yeah. Stairs his company. Okay. Which I want to give a huge shout out to them because they have been nothing but supportive through the entire thing helping anywhere they can. Um, They're a big sponsor for this tournament. Um, They've had multiple people ask, hey, how can we help aside of donations? Because a lot of them are already donating. So what else can we do? And they've just been amazing every step of the way. So I think that's really cool to have not only the family as support, but to have your place of business just back you so well. Because Jason and his wife are the only family they have here. They're from Ohio. So all of their family is back there. So to have this type of support system um, is is amazing. It truly makes a difference when you've got such a a positive support system that rallies behind you. It gives you hope. It gives you purpose. And it gives you motivation. Well, and I'm going to piggyback Devin's shout-outs for Pacific Stair because so we'll go back to quarter two, and it's a, a little girl in Kaiser Graceland. And she's got blood cancer, and we organized this miniature golf tournament. It wasn't like a big, big deal, right. but the very first team that got because we didn't it wasn't a shotgun start. It was everyone one at a time, right? Mm-hmm. So the first ones that are getting out at the very last hole, I'm sitting here watching this young man putt. I'm like, dude, you're you're pretty good at putting. You should play in a golf tournament. He says, I am. <laughs> I'm playing your golf tournament in June. <laughs> I am. I'm like, yeah. really? Because who are you? <laughs> It was the dad from Pacific Stair. Yeah. Was Tracy? Tracy, yeah. And they've played in every tournament that we've had, not only because they love golf, but they love the cause. So. Yeah. That's awesome. And this was before they knew about Jason. That's really cool. So then we said, well, if you'd like to have your name on our flyer, which right down there is Pacific Stair, all you got to do is if you sign up for both tournaments, which would be $950, for an extra 50 you get your name on the flyer. So immediately they said, well, we'll spend 50 more bucks to get our name on there. Yeah. So they, they, they have been a corporate sponsor the last two years, right? Two years, yeah. Two years. That's awesome. And I think what's kind of cool, and you can fill in the gaps that I'm saying wrong here, but Pacific Stairs based in Brooks, basically, uh-huh. right? Just north of us. Mm-hmm. And they land this massive contract 
to put all the stairs in the new Raider Stadium in Las Vegas. Oh, that's cool. That's kind of a big deal. That's a huge deal. If you've ever been to Volcano Stadium at a night game and you've seen those little glow-in-the-dark strips that line each stair so you don't trip and spill your beer, mm-hmm. yep. that's them too. Okay. Yeah. Well, and I think and the even the, I guess the... The good news, bad news of the whole scenario is Jason is their senior project manager. So Correct. guess who was in charge of making sure those stairs got in Raider Stadium? Yep. <laughs> Him and Jason. And guess who they would love to see take over this business? Yeah, Jason mm-hmm. probably. That's so they're awesome. All, they they're are rooting, rooting for, for Jason for yeah. a number of reasons. Absolutely. You know? um, so we are doing a golf tournament in just a couple weeks down at Tristine Tree. Okay. And Devin and I just came up with a really, really fun idea. We were hoping Jennifer would make it to that tournament. She didn't. Yeah. So it's her memorial. Mm-hmm. Jennifer did not want a big deal. She did not want a celebration of life. She did not want a memorial. Mm-hmm. But I didn't make that agreement with her. <laughs> so we're still going to do it for her. Yeah. Except I know her personally well enough. So when you get to the registration, we, we got a picture of Jennifer. And she's in bed with her not she's in a bed with her friend Mm -hmm. and next to it over here there's a picture of jason in his bed with his wife Mm -hmm. and we are going to play it forward okay Mm -hmm. jennifer is the money raised will just carry right over till october and we're going to use this tournament to carry into the october tournament and those funds go to jason's family. that's amazing yeah we're that's awesome play it forward i love that that's really F-O-R-E. cool r-e okay mm-hmm. <laughs> forward <laughs> that's awesome so that's good and and devin's been our golf tournament director for three years now mm-hmm. so so that's that's. And what days are those? Can people register yet? They, they can still register. Okay. There are still team spots. August twenty eighth, which is a Monday morning. Okay. Is the Tristine Tree Tournament. You just go to kicking-cancer.org under events, and you can register there. October the second, which is the first Monday in October, and we're going out to Staten at Sandy M Golf Course. Sandy M Golf Club. Yep. Okay. Yep. So it's real close and real local. All right, so if you guys didn't grab that information, just shoot me a text, Amanda, or email, not text, Amanda at kslm.news, and I will send you over the link to register and sign up for that. Yeah. Or maybe even just donate to help the cause. Well, and speaking of donating to the cause, <laughs> so I actually I called Devin last night, and I was looking at emails, and there's this $2,500 donation. Mm-hmm from San Francisco, and I called Devin, I said, do you know a company called BEI Steel? It's the company that creates the steel for the stairs that Pacific Stair. Oh, yeah. And they wanted to help. That's amazing. Yeah, when when I say that he is backed by a big supporting community, um, You mean it. It's big, yeah. They have people in San Francisco, they have some vendors, uh, fairly local, that as soon as they caught word that there was something that they could do, um, they started reaching out, so it's been it's been amazing. Yeah. That's so awesome. Yeah, here we sit in August, and you know, Devin and I wanted to make sure that the August tournament happened. We didn't want to dilute that one down, but we're getting closer and closer. So we want to start talking about October. Yeah. But if you would like those funds that we did in June, that went to the administration of cancer. That pays a lot of our bills. That's what that tournament's for. This tournament in October is for J- Jason and his family. Yeah. So. Okay. That's awesome. Well, I'm well, excited. In our short period of time, in our little timeline, something really interesting happened about the middle of 2020 that I think is just kind of fun how it all played out. Okay. It's not a big story like I've been reading right. stories, but we had been doing pink shirts for a long time. Mm-hmm. 
And then we did one event in 2019 where two groups came together, and so they had yellow and blue shirts. We were only doing colored shirts. We just did those two colors for that group. But then it was uh, was early July 2020, and I realized, you know, college people really rally around their colors. They, they love their colors. They do. And I already have a yellow shirt. So we did a green shirt, which gave us the duck colors. Yes, go ducks. And we added an orange shirt. Oh. So now I had pink, yellow, green, and orange shirts. Mm-hmm. And people actually began buying shirts. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I want a yellow shirt when I go to a duck game or a green one or whatever. Mm -hmm. Right. So that was really the the catalyst for what has now become the Kick and Cancer Apparel line. Yeah. And I would just encourage anyone to come down to 3737 Cherry Avenue. That's our store. We now have every color available. And each color represents a different cancer as well. So you can pick a color for it just being your favorite color or that's just what you like. But they also are like the purple one. That's pancreatic cancer that you've got on today. And we have a sign right next to all the shirts that shows every cancer and the color that goes with it. So if you don't know what color, but I could just say, well, Amanda, you know, who did you know in your life that's affected by cancer? And what, what cancer has mean to you? And we could pick the color mm-hmm. and you can use that color or maybe your favorite color is purple, whatever. Right, whatever. But we have every cancer color. So that event, when I go, you know, college people love their colors. That was the catalyst to actually develop okay. the entire apparel line. Okay, awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Devin, for coming in. I appreciate it. It was Glad a pleasure. To be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. All right. A shout out to our sponsor is Marianne McNally. She is a residential real estate specialist with Next Home Realty Connection. She can be reached at 503-409-4389 if you have questions on buying a home, selling a home, or just not sure where to start. And make sure to keep her in your prayers as well as she's going through her own battle. And we'll be back next week as, as the, the movement, movement continues. continues.